Welcome to Advancing All Women with Sarah Alter, President and CEO of Network of Executive Women. On this show, you'll hear top executives and experts talk the most pressing topics for women in the workplace. From advancing women of color, to developing and engaging male allies, to how to navigate the new workplace post-COVID-19. Sarah will cover it all as she and her guests dig into these key issues. Now, here's your host, Sarah Alter. So there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. One of my all-time favorite quotes, the infamous words of Madeleine Albright. She, for those of you who, who don't know, American politician and diplomat, she was the first ever female U.S. Secretary of State. And when I was doing research on this, this favorite quote of mine, I, I found two things. One, it was printed on Starbucks cups at one point, which I don't I don't remember seeing that. And I would absolutely love to get my hands on one of those cups. But the second is um, uh, Madam Albright, as she would use it, um, multiple times she was asked to apologize for making an undiplomatic comment. And she never did. And you know what? I'm sure as heck not going to apologize today either, because there are no apologies needed for anyone who is actively supporting the advancement of women or any diverse community for that matter. This has been no better way to frame our discussion today, because today we're going to talk about female allyship. How can and should women be helping other women in the workplace? And I am joined by three absolutely incredible female leaders who I know will help guide us all in how we can be that genuine and that impactful female ally, because they three clearly play that role every day. So let me introduce our incredible group of thought leaders. We have Beth Marion, Managing Director, Global Retail Consulting Practice at Accenture. We have Tressa Bowers, VP and Chief Diversity Officer for 7-Eleven, and Cassandra Worthy, Founder and CEO of Change Enthusiasm Global. She is a speaker and an author. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you. Good morning. morning. I know. Good morning. All righty. So are we ready? I know you have. Right? We are. You have stories. You have tips. We are going to inspire everybody and let's get going. All righty. So first off, okay, why is this even important? Like what what does allyship look like, right? When when we say, hey, be an ally, you know, what does that mean? And and Tressa, I'm going to ask you to kick us off. Well, let me just say, I think it's important because... (laughs) What good thing happens by accident? And if, if that's true, uh, and right. I, I contend that it does, then um, allyship is, is really about um, taking action, making a decision, yeah. uh, choosing to do something, to, to create momentum, and choosing to, um, to understand where the power really lies. And the power starts within oneself, 
um, to come out of self in support of others. So I just, I think, especially after this last year, yeah. I think oh, it's yeah. really important to feel the power and, and to take action and to do it in a way that's authentic and purposeful. Yeah. And, and when you explain it in that way, which is so eloquently done, it's like, well, why wouldn't everybody do that? <laughs> right? Exactly. It, what, exactly. what, are, what are some of the obstacles, those, and the challenges, particularly when it comes to women helping women? Oh, well, so I think that there's uh, uh, sometimes I think that there is just a lack of self-awareness. Um, sometimes I think yeah. it's a function of being self-centered. We're just trying to survive ourselves. And so we don't necessarily look outside of self. Um, sometimes I think it's, it's a function of feeling powerless. You know, what, what can I do? Because I still experience a sense of isolation myself. Um, and, and sometimes I think it's just moving so fast that we're really not paying attention to um, who's around us and, and where they are. Yeah, it's survival, right? It's like I have survival. to imagine, you know, it's not a justification, but it's, it's but let's be real. reality. It's survival, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Now, I guess when, when, you, when you position it in that way and... And then to your point, you, you have to be intentional then, mm-hmm. because your natural instinct is going to be otherwise. And so you exactly. have to rise above that, mm-hmm. right? Exactly uh, right. It takes the strong. Um, Cassandra, what your up? thoughts? <laughs> your thoughts on this pivotal yeah. topic? <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it. I love this topic. And yeah. my God, what an opener. <laughs> That was that was awesome. Uh, but no, this is this is really, really important. It's relevant and it has been for years. Uh, and allyship has really shown up big for me and uh, my career trajectory, you know, excelling in traditional roles of corporate America and then stepping out uh, and founding my own consulting firm. But for me, allyship is, you know, Tressa mentioned so eloquently it, it being about action. You know, it's an action word. And for me, actions are rooted in beliefs. Uh, and so at the root of allyship is this belief that women need to be represented across all levels in business yeah. and corporate. Uh, and the belief that everyone should feel free to unleash their full authentic self and achieve their level of authentic success that they're looking for, having all the resources and advocacy uh, that they need. And so with that core belief, your actions, the word that we probably label it as, is allyship, um, because you're looking for and supporting and taking action to make sure that that is the case in whatever environment that you might be in. Um, and so it's, it's really important. It's, it's been, a, like I said, a huge impact for me. And because of that, I strongly embrace it um, and practice it, you know, living that core belief myself now. And and I know that when we were we were prepping for the the show today, um, you had some great perspectives on it's it's a two way street, yeah. right? Like you're learning from each other. Clearly, yeah. when you're an ally, you know you're showing up, you're stepping up, you're speaking up on behalf of someone else, but you're learning. But then I also loved how you talked about you know you know your way isn't necessarily the right way for that individual. Correct. So as an yeah. ally, share a little bit more on that perspective, because that yeah, to me, I, I think thought it, was really important. It's a, it's a watch out and sometimes maybe the pitfall of the best of intentions. 
um, and I've experienced it in, in my life, right? So when we step in as an ally and we give, we're giving ourselves that label, it's like we look upon these folks that we want to support as, you know, the sheep and we are the shepherds and we want to guide them. We've been there. We know what they need to look out for. This is where you need to go. Here are the actions yeah. you need to take. Seen um, the movie. We, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then we fail to realize that, you know, in doing that, it can almost feel a bit rigid and prescriptive and not necessarily nurture that authentic authenticity to be unleashed. Um, and so it's not a matter of negating the wealth of experience that we have and the issues and challenges that we've experienced. Of course, share that, but also step into this conversation knowing that this is a person with tremendous power and authentic light and energy that we too can learn from. And as an ally, at least my perspective is, what can I do to share my perspective, the wisdom that I've gleaned to help this individual become fully unleashed and his or her authentic power? Um, and not necessarily prescribing, I tried this, it did not work for me, you should not try this. Right, um, right. You know, so really uh, unleashing that authentic power is, is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Beth, you shared a, sh- a sharp elbow story with us. Yes. Please I first share with the audience. <laughs> first, I have to say I'm on a mission now to find you a Starbucks cup with Madeline Albright's quote on it on eBay. I will, I will find it. All of us. Challenge has been right? laid down. <laughs> the gauntlet. <laughs> so, so I can tell you what it feels like when you don't have an ally and your leadership does not have you have your back. And I think this has helped shape me and helped me figure out how I want to be as a leader within Accenture. So a few years ago. I was leading a really large project and I was pregnant with my first son and it was out of town. I was traveling out of town every week and the work was just absolutely grueling. We were working very long hours and I was scared at the end to transition my role to another leader um, about four weeks before my due date because I'm you know, eight months pregnant and I'm working out of town on a 20 hour a day project. It was crazy. So I'd very carefully laid out my transition plan and it, w- it was really important to me that this was a success when I, yeah. you know, when I left because I'd invested so much time at this critical point in my life to make this successful. And my boss pulled me aside and said, I want to talk with you. And I honestly felt like I was hit by a Mack truck when she said, you need to lose the sharp elbows. What does I hear she that- mean? Yeah. I hear you're um, you're not introducing your successor to um, the people she needs to meet. You're not transitioning your knowledge, and you know you're you're not collaborating, and uh, this needs to stop. And I I could not believe that after everything that I had invested in this in this program, that I didn't even get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that I didn't even get to share my perspective. I was guilty until proven innocent, and. Um, it really, it really stuck with me. It, it, it also <laughs> reminds me, I remember the first time I, I had to share with a boss that I was pregnant, um, super nervous. Right. And he said to me, are you kidding me? This is the best news ever. Pregnant women do the work of 10 people. <laughs> so, so at that well point, said. like, I can't even imagine that, you, that, I mean, you were doing the work of 10 people, I'm sure at that point in time. And it, but it was so clear. And I, and I love the way you put it, that you weren't given the benefit of the doubt. Like, why didn't that other individual who you were transitioning to come to you and say, 
hey, I'd really love to meet, you know, so-and-so or it, it, yeah, that. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I wanted everything to go yeah. smoothly and it, and it did. It just, it, it, there's a better way to handle it. And especially after, you know, you've invested so much time, give someone a chance to, to make it right. Right. And, and share what's really going on. Absolutely. I'm so curious. Can I just ask, how did you respond in that moment, Beth? <laughs> what did you? I know. What? I know. What probably exactly? was holding yeah. tears because yeah. I was, you know, four weeks from having a having a baby. Uh, but um, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think I was just speechless yeah. because I was doing the complete opposite. I mean, I, I don't. I I think I'm pretty open to feedback in general, and this could this was like 180 degrees wrong. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and I'm, and I'm sure the others, Tressa and Cassandra, as Beth put it, and I couldn't agree more. Sadly, I've had a lot of learnings of what not to do. (laughs) Right. So as a leader, how do you be a better ally, you know, Mm -hmm. mentor, sponsor, you know, partner. And, um, you know, gosh, let's, let's hope that, you know, there end up being more positive learnings as time goes on and less of the negative, right? If we do yeah. our work, there'll be less negative learnings and yeah. experiences. Um, wow, sharp elbows. Uh, okay, so let's let's talk about then. We we you know it, 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 allyship in general, right? And and we've talked about we had an incredible group of men a couple shows back, and you know what what is what is allyship? And it's really it's a combination of things. It's, it's, you know, it's advocating, it's being an ally, taking action, right? It's self-education. It's seeking to learn, to listen. Um, it's showing up, it's speaking up, it's, you know, it's stepping up. It's all about action. Um, how do we see this playing out in, in your organizations and in your own personal experience? Tressa, speak to us about 7-Eleven, because I know they are in an incredible partner to new yeah. um, Accenture is as well. And Cassandra is an incredible partner to new, but speak to us about Seven Eleven, and, and, and I'm sure the leadership role you're playing to make sure it happens. Oh, thanks so much for that opportunity. First, I just, I was thinking about some of the, the earlier conversation and it dawned on me that um, one of the reasons that allyship um, can be magic because it actually can foster an inner sense of purpose. And Cassandra's point about, you know, belief, um, that when you have the belief in allyship, when you have the belief in um, creating better connectivity and community, it actually, and, and from my lived experience, has created a stronger sense of purpose and so then when you ask about 7-Eleven, I think, oh, my God, that's what's going on for me. I have a stronger sense of purpose. And so I am part of a leadership team that is being very intentional about creating um, community and connection and um, trying to stimulate belonging. But not because we think we have all the answers, because we don't. Right. right. We are trying exactly. to put together people um, who can can teach and learn. And as they're teaching and learning, we're listening and learning and we're trying to apply that learning. And so it's through our Women's Associate Business Resource Group and that is a very intentional term, Associate Business Resource Group. 
Uh, yes. And our connection with, um, obviously, with network of executive women that uh, an entire uh, group of, of leaders, mostly women, but some men, are making investments and deposits in, in again, listening, sharing experiences, um, and really then taking that and trying to apply that. Okay, so what does that mean today? And what does it mean for me an action that I can take right now where I am to do something that will help make things better? Ultimately, what we know yeah. is that this is going to lead to innovation, um, that the more people are able to bring their whole selves to this, this workplace, <coughs> the more connected they feel to one another, the more committed they are to the strategy and the mission and to each other, the more trust there is more ideation that's going to take place. And who benefits from the ideation? That's right, we do. Um, yeah. And it's, it's going to be our competitive advantage. It, it, and I shared with, with you as, as we were getting ready for the show, I um, had the joy of um, co-presenting at the National Confectioners Association Conference yesterday. Whole lot of hugs, whole lot of candy. But I, I graced the stage with an incredible, an, another incredible DEI leader, um, Natasha Miller Williams from Ferrera Candy, and she said she added to just what you had said, Tressa, is it's about listening, it's about you know self-educating, it's about being vulnerable. And she shared that they'd adopted a practice, which I have to give all due credit, it's Walmart, that if you're in a conversation. And you say something and it ends up being wrong or it's, it's, it's not appropriate. You say, okay, that was my first draft. <laughs> I'm going to revise, I'm going to revise that comment. And yeah. And we joked about, well, it really should be like a rough draft. And then if, and then if you really want to make a point, you're like, that is my final draft. You know? <laughs> but, but no, but I, we all left, but I too, but I, I thought it was amazing because it, it allows you then, and, and you said it, Tressa, we don't have all the answers. We don't know it all. And if we're authentically from the heart, really trying to help somebody else and we stub our toe or we trip over our feet, you know, you know, we allow that person that grace. And it's like, Hey, that's going to be a first draft. Can I revise that comment? <laughs> and exactly. then we, and then we, as you know, as the recipient of allyship, we need to say, of course, oh my gosh, let me help educate you. But I, I, I wanted to share that. That was so clever. Can um, I just make one the comment? Of there? course. You, you, oh my you said gosh. something about grace. And one of the things that I've, I've learned, especially in this last year is how important it is to give, um, to give space with grace, and that is allowing people to be able to, um, to process. So you give them the truth of what you've experienced, but you also give them the space to be able to process that. And so it's not enough just to give them the grace of, okay, I'll give you a pass for, for making that statement. If we're really going to create the disruption that's going to be the evolution of change, the transformation yeah. that we're all trying to get to, this journey that we're on, if we're really going to get somewhere, yeah. we've got to give both space and grace. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, Beth, I know there is much being done at Accenture. Yes. Share with us the highlights. 
Yes. So, Sarah, I'm really proud to share that Accenture was one of the first Fortune 500 companies that made a, a public commitment a few years back that we would get, get to a 50-50 gender workforce by 2025, including awesome. 25% of our managing directors are leaders to be women. And I'm proud to say we've already reached that milestone, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah. and an incredible female CEO. I was just going to say that it, it all starts at the top at Accenture yeah. with Julie Sweet, our Julie CEO. Sweet's I mean, she's, she sets the direction from the top down. Uh, we have a 42% female board, Whoa. which is Whoa. you know definitely industry leading. Awesome. 50% of our new hires are women. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And if you look at the women like Paula Price that are on our board, I mean, amazing, amazing leaders. And that just doesn't happen. No. Right. Like that was intentional. That was strategic. Leaders were committed and it, uh, applaud you. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think um, there's, there's the formal allyship and mentoring that happens and there's the informal. So everyone at Accenture has a career counselor, which is basically a coach and a mentor that you're assigned. And and there's a, there's a huge benefit in that. That makes, we make sure that everybody gets regular feedback through that process. It's, it's, it's a a great structure to have in place, but I think the biggest impact is through the informal allies that I've, Mm -hmm. that I've formed over my career. And, um, I just wanted to share one example because um, I think it's something I've seen quite frequently and I'm sure it's not specific to Accenture, but I had a leader on my team who was on the path to make managing director and she could literally check every box for her accomplishments. You know, she had done everything that you need to do to get to the next level, but she was missing the number one piece in my mind, which is the leadership team wasn't aware of all the fantastic things that she had done. And a lot of, I, I think yeah. this happens all too often with the women on my teams that they're hesitant to share their accomplishments because it comes across as bragging or being egotistical. Absolutely. And mm. it's, it's not enough to just have the resume. People, it's just like a political campaign. You need to know, you need to get your story out there. You need to know who are the people that are going to place the votes. And you need to make sure that they understand your story. And you need to have people telling your story on your behalf when you're not in the room. Absolutely. And that's where I feel like I've, I've been able to pay it forward and have the biggest impact um, with the women on my team is being that person that's in those conversations when they're not there talking about the amazing things that they've done and also encouraging them to share their stories themselves, which is not, it doesn't come naturally is what I found, but I'm happy to report that this leader got promoted three weeks ago. So it, it, oh, it, all, it all comes together in the end. Fantastic. Here, here. You know, um, two of my dearest friends, what I love about them, um, Elise Glink and Bobby Byrne, is 99% of the time when they start talking, they are talking about other women and how incredible they are. They mm. rarely yeah. talk about themselves, right? And to that very point, you know, Beth, it's, it's, it's about, there's, there's a phenomenal article. I, I, I know I'd sent this to all of you. Um, lean in, leanin.org, fabulous resource. So do check it out if, if our, our listeners haven't, but there's a phenomenal article in there on what are the six things that, you know, you need to do to help, you know, promote other women, you know, advance other women, support them. And in it, it talks the two things. It talks about the likability penalty, which to your very point, Beth, it's, you know, we're, we're ingrained, we're raised, like, you know, you want people to like you. 
And as a female, if you're too overly aggressive or assertive, you know, you're not going to be liked. And so we have to, you know, manage that likability penalty. But it's also about encouraging and celebrating each other. You know, it's it's bragging about, you know, what Tressa, you know, had accomplished or that 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 great milestone that Cassandra had reached. And, you know, wow, did you, you know, did you hear about that project or that new client that, you know, Beth landed? Those are two of the key elements in this this article. And I I love it. And even even simple things like, um, you know, like you go into a room and like where are all the men seated, where are all the women seated, you know, open up the table, move the chairs so people can come up and be part of that circle, you know, and and, and that came from Sheryl Sandberg's very first book, Lean In, and I, I will never forget that, you know, from years ago. Um, so again, great article, leanin.org, um, do check it out. Um, we are going to take just a short break here. Um, I want to thank everybody who's been listening in so far to our Advancing All Women radio show. You can always find us at newonline.org for more information on new and for all of our radio shows and podcasts. So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. And please don't leave us because our second segment really is going to focus on, okay, so what do female allies do? We're going to give you actionable tips that you can start putting into play today. So thank you very much. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Network of Executive Women is a nonprofit dedicated to advancing all women and transforming our workplaces through the power of community. We are a growing community of more than 13,500 professional women and men, representing nearly 900 organizations across North America. We are a strong, collective voice for everyone in the corporate world who wants to see gender equality become a reality, and we welcome all who champion our cause. Members of NEW gain access to a broad network of like-minded professionals dedicated to women's equity and leadership development. Corporate organizations also gain access to DEI Solutions, which fosters a more inclusive and productive work culture. Plus, members can engage across NEW's 22 regional communities and attend two annual national conferences, which bring together the strongest minds in DEI and leadership. Join Network of Executive Women today. Visit newonline.org slash membership to learn more about becoming a member of NEW. That's newonline.org slash membership. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear. 
and listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Advancing All Women with host Sarah Alter. Want to learn more about the show and about Network of Executive Women? Visit our website today at newonline.org. That's newonline.org. Now, back to Advancing All Women. Well, welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Sarah Alter and the Advancing All Women radio show. And I am joined by three absolutely incredible leaders and partners, Beth Marion, Managing Director, Global Retail Consulting Practice at Accenture, Tressa Bowers, VP and Chief Diversity Officer at 7-Eleven, and Cassandra Worthy, Founder and CEO for Change Enthusiasm Global, speaker and author. And our topic today, we are talking about the importance of female allyship. So, Cassandra, we didn't get to hear from you as we closed out to the break. I want to start with you. And there are so many good points. Oh, my gosh. My and and Tressa. (laughs) Yeah. So just let me touch on a couple that had my, my fingers going and my knees my knees going. So first off, Tressa's points and yours as well about allyship being as just as much about listening and seeking to understand and the acknowledgement that you don't have all the answers as much as it is taking that action to be the guide and, and be, the, be the support. Um, but that, that idea of not having all of the answers and that thirst to know because you really need to, to truly be a support for whatever group, whatever community you want to become an ally for. You need to be in tune with what they're struggling with. Where are the challenges? Where are the blocks? How can you support? Uh, and one of the most poignant and important questions that I've heard from my allies, from my mentors in my career is, what does help look like? Um, because th- that in and of itself acknowledges, I don't have all the answers, I'm not going to tell you what it is that you need to do. You help me understand what does help, what does support look like in this moment for you, you know, depending on where where you want to go. So I love that. And then I also love, Beth, your point about the importance of how allies show up when that community, that that person, that group that they're representing aren't in the room, right? What are the actions that they're taking to make sure that those voices are heard? And it's just, it's so critical. It's, it's so, so critical. Yeah. So I preach, wanted to sister preach. Yeah. So I wanted I to, to hit on those, on those points as well. And I'm going to take some yeah. coffee cause I'm choking so much excitement. <laughs> <You're choked up. laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Well, and, and that's like the true definition of character too, right? Like your attitudes, your behaviors, your actions, your comments when nobody's watching. Yeah. For right. Sure. And it just, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's, and, it's, it's, it's and so my, true. My best mentors, again, have asked me, 
that question and it invited me into exploring what does support look like? What do I want out of my career? What is standing in my way? And uh, it allowed me to do, you know, some gut checks and realize where is it that I want to go next? Um, and I actually made, you know, some pivots because of those type questions. And of course, with the support and advocacy of the, of the allies was able to be successful in those pivots. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely an important thing and, and been huge in my career. So I'm going to throw a quick curveball to Beth and Tressa. I promised I would never surprise you with the question. Surprise. <laughs> it's all good. We trust you. <laughs> no. So, so um, Cassandra just shared, Hey, here's what one of her most impactful allies did for her female allies, Beth and Tressa, have you had a female ally that like really spoke to you and guided you? Absolutely. For me, uh, and it's actually happened more in recent years than, than in my um, early career, um, which is either an indicator that I'm a slower learner or that I've <laughs> no. only more recently <laughs> been blessed by female allies who've been um, really wanted to, to make an, an investment in me and actually embraced me for who I am. And, and one of the individuals... Um, really, she just, she absolutely took time to understand me and what my story was, and then the story that I wanted to write for myself. And she, she asked me one day, and I'll never forget it, and she said, so what's getting in your way? And I had to stop for a moment because I thought immediately that the answer was going to be, you know, some set of circumstance, right, outside of my control. And she or said, who, no, no, no. Right. Who yeah. Or, or a who. Or right. a who. Yeah. yeah. And she said, she says, oh, no, 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 no. The six inches between your ears, there's something inside <laughs> that is getting in your way. What is that thing that is oh getting in your gosh, way? Gosh, I love that. I oh. cannot tell you. Um, and my husband is one who's used that term many times in the years past. It was stunning to me and, and still one that I not only consider, um, but, but I have been sharing with others and, I, and it really comes down to, so what do I really want and need? What am I willing to do? And um, what am I going to have to let go of in order to get there? And it's, I love it. Can I just say, it's when you do that, you're able to more um, better articulate what support then looks in that path. Once you understand yes. what that is for you, you can say, okay, well, then I need X, Y, and Z from this individual or this organization. Oh, Cassandra, there's wisdom in that. And then the other truth is that support changes. Depending on the season that you're in, what support looks yes. like changes, which is why you have to ask that question with some consistency. And it, and it speaks to what Beth had shared earlier too, which is it changes in that it's Sometimes you need it formally, internally, and then other times you need it organically, informally, externally, right? Because it, you know, exactly. was that ally that you had, Tressa, was it someone within the organization or was yeah, it an I was, external, you know, mentor? I'm really fortunate. It was um, someone who um, was a leader, became a peer served as a mentor and is now a very dear friend of mine. And it was, it was a first for me uh, in my uh, career. Uh, so it was pretty, pretty amazing. And it's been in, in recent years. Her name is uh, Cynthia 
And then there was another one by the name of Kristen, and I'll, I'll never forget him. Uh, it's, you know, it's been great to be part of this organization. You know, 7-Eleven's had a longstanding career and support, a longstanding history and support network of executive women. But um, that, that was really one that was brought to life for me. Beth, how about you? Sarah, I immediately went back to um, about 18 months ago. I was going through a really tough time in my in my career. There was a political situation at my at my client, and I needed to leave the account and um, take on a new role. And I need to give a shout out to Jill Standish, our our global uh, retail industry lead, um, and actually Emily Moore, because allies are also men, and male allies have been uh, great to me in my career too. So Lee Moore, who runs our Midwest business, they both said to me we will find the next role for you. That's the least of your concerns. Like you'll look back in a year and you'll realize this is the best thing that could have ever happened to you. I know it seems like you're in the the darkest days right now. And within a matter of a week, they, they worked together. They came up with five amazing opportunities for me doing all different sorts of things. And they didn't assume that you know, because I had younger kids that I didn't want to travel. They, they, no, no preconceived notions. They gave me five incredible choices of what I could do next with my career. And they were both right. I mean, it didn't even take me a year to realize it was the best thing that could have ha- ever happened to take yeah. on. I mean, you probably remember I, I started leading our retail business in the Midwest and took on a new client sure in did. Chicago <laughs> and um, never looked back. And it's because they both believed in me. And, um, you know, at the time, I, like I said, I thought, I, how was I going to pivot from this big change? But it turned out to be, you know, the best thing that could have ever happened. Yeah, no. And, and Accenture clearly practices what they preach. I'm the proud mother of a daughter who is a first year strategy Woo-hoo! consultant at Accenture. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no, we love and Emma. She, she loves it. We love you too, Emma. You betcha. All righty. So let's shift this a little. Um, let's talk about, um, you know, it's, it's about individuals helping individuals, females helping females at, at a one-to-one level. But then it's also about creating that community so that you feel like you belong. It's an immediate source of energy and support. Um, but that but that community is 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 only successful and impactful, you know, if it creates change, right? Um, Cassandra, you are clearly an expert on change <laughs> and community. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna brag a little here on Cassandra. She is an author who has a book yes, coming yes. out. Plug your book. <laughs> Change Enthusiasm uh, is the title, subtitle, How to Harness the Power of Emotion for Leadership and Success. It's a must read. (laughs) And Sarah's been, Sarah, I can't thank you enough. You've been so gracious. Sarah got a a pre-read of the book and and has provided a glowing uh, testimonial that's now plastered all over the internet. Uh, And I I truly can't (laughs) thank you enough. But yeah, it's, 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 it's my story. Um, it is many stories of my clients, uh, stories of practicing change enthusiasts around the world, um, and really this, this mindset, this growth mindset strategy and tool uh, that I've created really through my corporate career, going through a lot of change, acquisition, feeling 
the stress, the frustration, the fear, the anger that happens when you're going through major pivots and major change. Notably, Mm -hmm. that change that feels like it's happening to you, that slaps you across the face, knocks you on the ground, and you're saying, what gives, man? (laughs) You know, that that type of change. And and it's empowering (laughs) individuals that when you're in the throes of that and those emotions are being inspired, that they're there to serve you that their gifts, these energetic entities signaling you into an opportunity to grow. Uh, and it's yeah. up to you to leverage the power of choice, which I feel is one of the greatest tools in, the, in humanity's arsenal, the power of choice, uh, to maximize that opportunity, milk it for all it's worth, capture what that lesson is, and take it forward with you. Um, so that's the root of the book. And it, exemp- is, it is exemplified in many ways how I practice it in my own life, as well as those now in in my clients uh, all around the world. So, uh, and I wrote it during a global pandemic, (laughs) which which I didn't think I was going to be doing, Uh, but it it turns (laughs) out it was, it was the perfect timing because I was getting up writing the lessons, the practices that I was having to do each and every day to pivot my business, turn it around uh, in the face of a global pandemic. So I'm super excited for it. Uh, Yeah. And, And I can't thank you enough for the support. Yeah. Oh, I'm ordering mine today. <laughs> no, it, it, I want a signed copy. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> no, it, 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 it speaks to like what you just shared, Beth, which is you were at this major pivot and you had these allies who stepped up and said, we got this. Don't worry. <laughs> and, and it's change, change. You know, you can so much more successfully navigate change when you know You've got those those allies. Um, so to the community, yeah. um, BRGs, ERCs, incredible concept. You know, it, you know, an incredible way for a company to create that sense of belonging, right? You know, I see that there are other women here who are who are having a successful experience and career journey, and I can partner with them, and and the C suite, you know, supports this organization. Um, They can also, though, not only create that community and that sense of belonging, but they can absolutely impact the business in a very meaningful way. And and Beth, I know you've got a great example of such a a successful coalition. Yes. I want to give a shout out to my colleague, Florin Robinson. She's a managing director at Accenture. And the story is about really the power of influence. So fast forward or back a couple of years, Florin had just come back from having a baby and she was, she was struggling and she realized there were other new moms that were, were also going through similar challenges. And she also noticed that a lot of women were leaving Accenture before they even you know, thought about having kids because they just assumed they, how would they ever make it work? They, they, they unfortunately didn't ask for what they needed and they were leaving kind of proactively to to find somewhere, let's say, just more nine to five. Um, we, we had a fairly typical maternity leave policy at the time, but it just wasn't enough. And we don't like to do things that the basic is not good enough for, for most people <laughs> in the organization. So Florin uh, took the initiative and she reached out to every female managing director she knew. And she said, go out to your networks, figure out what our competitors are offering, go to leaders, go, go to Google, go to Amazon, find out what kind of maternity leave are they offering to their employees and what other mm-hmm. maternity benefits because I know we can do better. And Accenture, like every other company, we want to we want to outdo the competition. So we knew that getting you get the facts, you bring them to the table, 
Uh, Florin pulled it all together. She went to talk to our North America leadership team and she went with a bold proposition. She said, what if we extended our maternity leave to four months, four months of paid leave? And we guaranteed that when parents came back, they could work in town for a year. So they didn't have to worry about any of the, the struggles of traveling when they were, when they were new, new, new moms and new parents. And shockingly, the leadership team said yes. And not only did they say yes, wow. but they agreed to make the change in the middle of our fiscal year. And it went effective pretty much right away including people that were on leave at that moment. And it was, it was amazing because it just shows you that, you know, sometimes the biggest changes can happen when you get a group together, a group of, mm-hmm. of leaders with influence and they use that power for, to benefit the greater good. And Florin created a group. It was originally called moms on the move. It was started, it was 2000 members. Now it's 3000 members of moms and dads that have driven change within the organization across not just our maternity leave, but um, infertility benefits, backup care, you name it. Um, they've kind of be, like driven a movement within Accenture um, to change and create a better working environment for all of our people. So thank you, Florin, for leading the charge. Amazing. And can can I just say I, I love Beth that you talk about not only obviously an extensive uh increase and obviously better position for maternity, but you're saying this is a conversation with moms and dads. And yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. seeing momentum and I love the acknowledgement of parental units, whether that be a mother yes. or a father, two moms, two dads, and what exactly. does parental leave look like? You know, so we're not yes. just talking about moms. We're talking about all all parents. Um, and, you know, I, I think I feel that momentum and I think that's where we're going. And obviously, this is a huge step uh, in that direction. But I, I love that we're shifting the conversation into parental leave um, and how that looks for both fathers. Well said. And yeah. Yeah. yeah because you know, and I think. Oh, go ahead. No, Tressa, please. Well, I was just, you know, as Beth was talking, I love that story. Um, It it occurs to me, you know, but where does it start? How does it start? And it starts with, you know, that group. Um, At at 7-Eleven, we call it an associate business resource group. It's it's rooted in in business strategy first. And then uh, then this group of of folks, and in in our case, um, a woman by the name of Kelly Buckley, was the impetus for starting um, 7-Eleven's um, Women's Affinity uh, slash Business Resource Group um, a few years ago. And um, it really was to not only create this, this community, connect it to business, uh, ensure that there was this um, an, an opportunity to listen and learn, and then to actually then influence change in the organization. It's, it has to start somewhere, though. And um, there is no magic formula to how it starts. It just needs to start. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, it, the, the best practice affinity groups that we've had, you know, the ability to partner with do that very thing, Tressa, right? It's as much about, you know, creating and impacting the culture, but the reality is there has to be business benefit and impact as well you know, and then it continues to be supported. It continues to be funded. It's, it's gotta be that perfect mix. Um, Sarah, I would just add to my story. I'm just going to add one more point, which is, of course, this whole change in policy, it it made business sense because think about, I mean, we didn't, 
the numbers were staggered. When you think about what does it take place those women that left proactively because they didn't think they could make it work, think about how much you spend just on recruiting alone yeah. to replace that talent. Yeah. It is a no-brainer to just offer a better, to create a better working environment for all your parents up proactively. And I, I left out the most important part of the story was what the feedback Florin got from our leadership team was no one had ever really asked for this. It's not like it had been declined yeah. year after year. It just was never raised as a priority. Yeah. And so no, and I'm thankful for that. As a former consultant, I appreciate how bold a decision and change that was, you know, to be able to say, hey, for that first year, you're not going to have to travel. That's huge. It's That's huge. absolutely huge. Um, Cassandra, what are your thoughts? I know you've had a personal experience with these groups and then as the thought leader that you are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've worked with a lot of ERGs and, and spoken to a lot of them. And I will say that I like that they exist. Um, I like the intention behind them. Uh, but I will say that I think to Tressa's point, it's step one. And it is not solely about creating an ERG or a series of ERGs, checking a box saying that, okay, we've got a pretty inclusive culture because we got all these ERGs. That, that's mm -hmm. that's, that's mm -hmm. not what it's all about. Uh, and you can't also rely on only the ERGs and its members and leaders to then change the culture or be the reason that you think you have an inclusive culture. It is everyone, right? It's everyone. <clears throat> and oftentimes, I mean, mm -hmm. ERGs are, are small pockets in the organization, but you need that critical mass if you, again, want to instill these beliefs of truly creating an inclusive culture. So, you know, it's, it's ERGs are, an, are a good first step, but it's not just having ERGs in place that will truly create a vibrant and inclusive culture. Um, they're just, again, just the first step. Um, so, yeah. so I enjoy yeah. that they, that they are there, but you gotta, you gotta keep walking. <laughs> you gotta keep walking and make sure that whatever they are bringing together, bringing to life, the beliefs that they're looking to nurture are then being replicated across leadership being replicated throughout the organization. And lastly, I'll say um, something that's maybe provocative or maybe not, uh, but I am tired of having the conversation about trying to prove how having an inclusive culture, how that relates to the business. I know. I'm tired of having that <laughs> I conversation. Know. I know. Very frank Exhausted. I'm tired of trying to state a business case for why we want to meet together as a group to think about what's challenging us as women of color, what's mm. traveling, challenging right. us as LGBTQ. I'm mm. tired of having that conversation that you have to prove how this is going to make me money before I will actually support it. Uh, I want to get past that. I want us as a collective to evolve past that conversation and carry that belief that this is the way that it should be. We need to create organizations within walls that replicate what we see in society from an inclusion, yeah. representation, thought leadership, thought diversity, gender identity, all of that within our proverbial walls. Um, it's, it's an imperative. It's a must have. Accept it. Stop talking about business case and yes. get about the business and do it. Yeah. It, 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 uh, when I joined new four years back, um, it was so apparent to your point. You don't need any more numbers. <laughs> you need solutions. You need action. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, and for those that do incredible research, you know, not knocking research, so long as the research identifies the insights that beget the solution. So like, what do you do? 
So amen to what you just said. Um, Okay. So lightning round real quick. We've got like two, three minutes left. Uh, One quick tip, female allyship. What do you need to either do as a leader or an organization? Beth, I'm going to start with you. Ask the women on your team what you can do to help them be more successful. You'll be amazed by the impact you can have. Love it. Tressa. Challenge broader thinking and and deeper feeling. Um, In leaders, challenge the vulnerability. Thank you. Cassandra, last but not least. Yeah, I'm going to hit back on this Lean In article um, that, that you mentioned before, which had great points. But I think that we need to think about the foundation of the inequality issues and the fact that power can show up in many different ways. And we don't have to assign it to look like the way that a man typically shows up. Yes, we want everyone to have a seat at the table, but when we're allowing others to unleash their authentic selves, that seat needs to be wherever they want to put it in the room. And if you want to sit in the back of the room, you actually can see things from a very different perspective in the back of the room. And in no way does that take away your power. So work to shift that paradigm and address the systemic driver of inequality. And let's not assign to this paradigm that being front and center, front of the room, being loud and aggressive, that's what power looks like because power can look very different. No better way to end. All right. I want to thank everybody who listened in today. I want to thank our incredible guests. You were amazing. And I want to thank the 1,300 people who have already listened in to our radio show and podcast so far. Love it, love it, love it. Um, I want to thank Voice America um, for giving me and New this opportunity to share our voice and our mission with all of you. Join us um, next week, and we are going to continue the conversation on how we can advance all women in the workplace. To learn more about New and listen to all of our podcasts, check us out at newonline.org. I'm Sarah Alter, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Advancing All Women with host Sarah Alter. Be sure to tune in again next week. Our program is live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment or catch our replays weekly on Voice America Influencers. Until we talk again, enjoy your week.